Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mike Claiborne is standing by Claves Online. You can follow him on all the socials and watch all the things that they have and great content all the time at Claves Online and also the Joe West 5460 podcast. And of course, you can hear Mike Claiborne on Cardinal broadcasts on the radio as well on the Cardinal Radio Network. Uh, Claves, good morning, sir. How are you doing? I'm I'm good. We had a day off yesterday, and uh, we got away from baseball. Took in a movie, and just it's good. I'm good. I'm looking forward to tonight playing Tampa. Do you guys stay in St. Pete, or do you guys stay in Tampa? We're in St. Pete. Okay, um, Tampa's one of my favorite and, cities. Well, mine too. And uh, but you know where we're at is cool. I'm I'm not excited about the place we're staying at, but you know what it is what it is because there's nothing around it. So you know it's a 20 minute uber ride to anywhere else you want to go right. but you know other than that you know what here's the deal it's going to be great weather indoors and outdoors today so i'm good about that claves before we get into a little baseball you mentioned you saw a movie did you see maverick by chance i did and okay. i thoroughly enjoyed it i was gonna say everyone's been talking about this i i have fomo i feel like i'm the only person out there who hasn't seen this movie yet well so here's the one thing and i don't want to let the cat out of the bag uh you know anytime Tom Cruise is in a movie. He's always running somewhere. <laughs> and so this doesn't, he, he, he keeps that, that streak alive. He's running in, in one scene and you're like, really? Okay, <laughs> we got to get a running scene in. But uh, no, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, and, you know, I'm, I'm a huge movie guy. I love movies, love the old movies. And, but I always have struggled with the Academy on what they deem good art. How this movie doesn't get nominated for something, I will be shocked. And if it doesn't, then that just tells you that the Academy's got their head in the wrong direction as far as evaluating good film. Okay, well, that is endorsement enough. I'll definitely have to see it. All right, well, Klaibs, let's talk a little baseball, a successful set for the Cardinals over the weekend. They take three of five from the Cubs, and one of the big storylines emerging is all of these young players and how they are infusing the Cardinals with production and a little bit of energy. But Brendan Donovan, what a gamer he is. He just seems like such a good all-around baseball player. And I know during spring training, Aling Marmol said, this is a guy that we're going to see at some point. But should more of us have seen Brendan Donovan coming? Uh, yeah, because, you know, I got wind about him in the Arizona Fall League. So when I got to spring training, you know, he did everything right. And I really thought he should have made a team coming out of spring training. I think I even shared it with you guys, that he should have made the team. But, you know, Michelle, what I'm impressed with is his preparation. So if you walk by his locker, he's got like four gloves there. He takes all four gloves out and, and works out. And just talking to Willie McGee the other day about him and, and Willie, loves this guy because he always wants to be better than he was yesterday. And he made two huge, well, he made several plays in the Chicago series, but defensively he made two huge plays uh, in the field. He he just checks every box 
that you would want in a player. And uh, the, the question is, when everybody is healthy and comes back, where is he going to play? Because he has to play. Yeah. He has to play. And you're going to have Carlson back. You're going to have O'Neal back. And Carlson's a switch hitter, and he's just a kid. I think Tyler O'Neill's going to have to perform, right? Because that's the other spot for Brendan yeah. Donovan. I agree, Randy. Um, and I know that everybody wants to see him hit 30 home runs again to see if it's real. It'll be a challenge to hit 30, I think. But I think the other things are that come into play is that he's got to be more consistent and not strike out as much. You know, Donovan, I think at one point, he had more walks than he had strikeouts. And so he's a very balanced person in being able to go to all fields. He can hit with a little power. He does all the things you want him to do. Uh, so I think that that's going to be a challenge, especially when you think about O'Neal has two gold gloves, so he's a very good defender, but so is Brendan Donovan. Brendan Donovan hasn't done anything wrong. Claves, we got some positive information about Jack Flaherty over the weekend. When do you think that he's going to return? If you were going to circle perhaps a, a date or a series, when do you expect to see Jack Flaherty back? I think toward the end of the month. Uh, I think they want him to go out for at least – two more starts to just build himself up. And uh, I think, um, you know, the last part of the month, uh, you'll see him probably here, if not sooner. You know, and just talking to him, you know, he's, he kept himself physically in great shape. Um, you know, it was just a matter of just getting longer as far as, we don't need another guy who throws four innings, okay? We need some guys who can go seven. Because we, we've seen what happens when you have, a couple of guys go four innings, it burns up your bullpen. And we're going through a really tough stretch right now where because of some guys who couldn't get out of the fourth inning, we're going to have to have two bullpen starts this week just to give Wayno and Miles Spikeless extra days off because of how long they went. So I think when Jack comes back, hey, Jack, we need seven. We need minimum seven. Can you give us seven? If you can't, then stay where you are is where I think you have to look at it. And with that being the case, if you have, well, I'll, I'll give you my opinion. If you have Flaherty and a healthy Wainwright and Michaelis and Hudson and presumably Matt's coming back, that's the sort of rotation, Mike, that you're talking about going into a series in September or a playoff series that you feel pretty good about. I, I agree, Randy. And then you have other guys in your bullpen who they can take over from seven through nine who have battled experience between Cabrera, uh, Gio, uh, Hicks will be back, uh, you know, and Helsley. You know, I think Helsley's like a guy you got to pay attention to because he's got to give us more, more often. And then you have the, the rookies, you know, Thompson and some other guys that have shown that they have some stuff. So, and, and you're going to need as much pitching as you can find, especially in September when teams breakdown and pitches breakdown you got to have some guys fill that void and I really like what we have now because let's face it we got a couple of guys that are well rested all right in in Jack and Matt uh and they'll spell some other guys along the way so I, I like our chances if we can just stay healthy can you imagine what the text line is going to look like tomorrow if Randy Rosarena hits home run tonight <laughs> Oh, and you know what? Here's the thing. So I'm sitting there the other day before the game against Chicago, and I'm like, hey, this will be fun. Uh, uh, you know, our guy, our left-hander, will have a chance to go back and deal with his old organization. And about about four batters later, I'm like, well, the only way that's going to happen is if Memphis goes to Tampa because, you know, he wasn't very good. Right. So I, I kept thinking, all right, this is going to be the one – 
you know, come up in day that we're going to say, see, told you this guy's going to be pretty good, and he, he couldn't get it done. And I really like I like him, but he's not ready. And his stuff doesn't seem to mesh with a front-of-the-rotation guy. And he's no, been scouted no. as, as a middle-of-the-rotation, back-of-the-rotation guy. I think we have to temper our expectations in terms of Libertor being a one or a two. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with you. And, and I know that in meeting him early in his tour of duty in St. Louis, he felt like he wanted to be like Carlton. And I'm saying to myself, wait a minute, your parents aren't even old enough to have seen Carlton. So how do you feel like you could be Steve Carlton? And, and I think the expectations are a little high. And, and who knows? Maybe he'll figure it out. But I'll tell you something that was very telling for me. You know, when he was in trouble, Yachty never went out to the mound to talk to him. Hmm. And I think it was one of those situations. All right, big shot. You want you want to think you're hot stuff here? You you figure it out. And I think that was just a lesson that he probably needed to learn because he got it handed to him at Wrigley Field, all right, which is already a tough place to play in. So I, I just think there's still some growth to be done there. Um, but I, like you just said, I'm not going to put my expectations to the point where like he's in the Cy Young conversation next year. Clibs, I always love to ask you about the Blues. Now that the Avalanche have swept the Oilers and they're headed to the Stanley Cup final, I think we're looking at the Blues a little differently since the Avs, uh, the only losses they've had in the playoffs are to the hands of the St. Louis Blues. But as you look at this interesting and critical offseason for Doug Armstrong, what do you think is number one on the list of things to do for Army? Boy, that's a good question. And I've been wrestling with that. You know, you, you thought you had goal scoring, you know, because we – pound on our chest. Hey, we got nine, 20 goal scores. And, and the unfortunate part about that was only like three of them or four of them showed up in the playoffs. I think that they still need more of a physical presence. Uh, and while that may not be the most urgent thing, I just think that they need to have a, a good two-way guy that can play on the second or third line. I'm not talking about a, a, a eight men and a guy a night. I'm talking about a guy who can actually have a presence uh, you got to figure out the goaltending uh, on who's going to do what. And then I think you also have to make a decision on who is actually your legitimate sixth defenseman. Um, because we saw a lot of interchangeable parts. And just when you want to write off Bortuzzo, he steps up and what maybe was your most game guy during the playoffs. You look at a guy like Pareko, and let's face it, He's six foot six, but he ain't Chris Pronger, all right? He doesn't play like Pronger, and I think we probably have to accept that. He's not going to change. He's not going to be this big, mean, nasty guy. That that just isn't his makeup. But he's got to do the other things that makes him effective, and he's got to be more consistent with that. So I I think there's some subtle tweaking needs to take place, but I also feel this, and we saw Doug Armstrong do this a few years ago, he moved some guys before everybody else thought they should have been moved. And, and you guys remember that year when Brian Elliott and everybody got moved or didn't re- get re-signed. And we were like, well, how are we going to beat anybody this year? And then the next year we ended up being very good. We may need to tweak that again and move some people that we've been accustomed to being comfortable with. Who those guys are, I'm not sure yet. But I think we're at a point where we need to re- retweak it and quit living off of two, not 2000. Um, 2019 as far as what we were able to do in the Stanley Cup. You know, that ship has sailed. It's gone around the world and it's come back. We need to really figure out what's going to be next for the next three to five years.
Hey, Claims, before we let you go, the Joe West podcast is great every week. What's the latest with the Joe podcast? Well, we're having fun with that, and uh, I think we're doing Larry Gatlin this week. I'm not sure, but but what we, we have coming up is uh, A.J. Przinsky. And if you know anything about him, and I, I'll tell you a quick story. Um, spring training one year, A.J.'s catching. He and Joe aren't getting along behind the plate. So Joe tells the uh, bad boy, bring me, a new, bring me some more baseballs out. And A.J. says, hey, make sure he gets some that he can see this time. <laughs> Joe takes his mask off, walks over to the dugout, and says to the manager for Atlanta, I believe it was Bobby Cox, he said, Bobby, you're going to need a new catcher because he's done for the day. And so A.J. said, yeah, it kind of went that way. Well, I was really trying to get a day off in spring training. So anyway, we're going to have him coming up here soon. Uh, let's see, who else do we have lined up? Uh, the Crawford brothers, Joey and uh, – oh, gosh, who's it? Jerry, Joey and Jerry Crawford. Shad Crawford was their dad. He was Major League umpire. Joey was a great NBA referee, and, Je- and Jerry was in a, a Major League Baseball umpire. So we, we've got them lined up and a few other people down the road. But uh, I just would say to anybody, just check us out. We drop a new one every Monday, and uh, we do a lot of laughing. Love Let, it. Let's just put it that way. Beautiful. Thanks, Claves. Always good to have you with us. All right, you guys have a great week. We'll talk soon. You bet. That is Mike Claiborne. He joins us every Tuesday on Character and Smallman. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The College Football Playoff Committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the College Football Playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the College Football Playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Want more ways to show your good side to the world? Donate plasma at a Griffles Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com.